Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in, BSN Avalanche Podcast here. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined by the great AJ Hayfleet, per usual. Uh, AJ, I got to tell you, when we do these the morning after a loss, they're not quite as fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, losing always sucks, man. Anybody ever says that uh, losing isn't that big of a deal is just a loser. <laughs> That's right, you're a loser. I will say though, they are just games. It is. It is just a game and and life does continue to go on, but man, yeah. it is just a little <laughs> extra disappointing uh when uh when when your team does lose. The Colorado Avalanche lost last night. Uh 4 to 2 was the final with an empty netter um by one of the most annoying celebratory forwards in the NHL, Logan Couture. Um, so empty net goal buries the abs four to two. AJ, it seemed like San Jose rolled out with the same one, three, one stuff again. And the abs didn't have an answer for it this time for some reason. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I honestly, man, I just think it was, it was simply a matter of execution. This wasn't X's and O's. This wasn't this wasn't anything else. This was just they got outplayed. Yeah. Wrap the pod. We're good. All right. Well, for <laughs> could you imagine what people would do? Oh my gosh, man. I mean, I would they would rightfully be upset. Even more <laughs> upset after the game last night. Um well let's 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 dive into kind of the meat a little bit here. Um this is going to be a little bit shorter podcast. Uh, one, for time constraint reasons, I want to make sure we get this out to you guys. Uh, and two, like AJ said, it, it was really just a matter of execution. There's not a ton to say about this game other than the abs just didn't show up the same way that we've seen them show up the entire playoffs. Um, right out of the gate, AJ, you could you could just tell they didn't have it last night. What was it in that first period that really seemed to kind of set the tone that, man, the Avs just may not do this tonight. Uh, well, you know, it's 
more than anything, um, uh, more than any of the like, they may not do this is uh, the 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 problems that they had, right? The execution issues that they had, mm-hmm. uh, the mistakes that they were making. They didn't clean them up throughout the game, and that's what we've become accustomed to seeing them do over the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, is they come out in the first period, and first periods are always uh, who knows what you're gonna get. Right, you know, there's still there's still not a oh boy, <laughs> yeah, and and so we don't we don't totally know, right? Like we're we're still oh, what are we in for, right? Um, and on on nights like last night, I wasn't that concerned after the first period. Uh, it didn't go that that well, but Col- Colorado's bounced back. Well, right, so consistently. Throughout the last, you know, since they've started playing since mid March, mm-hmm. when they started playing do or die hockey, like really, like right on the edge of do or die hockey. Yeah, um, the Anaheim loss, obviously, they're they're bounce, and even in the Anaheim game, they bounced back in that game. Yeah, uh, it was just that they fell apart again, <laughs> and that was that was kind of reminiscent of last night. Um, their last time losing at home was that was that Anaheim game where they just. They couldn't. They couldn't quite get over that hump. Well, I mean, it was it was one of those things where I, where I was sitting there watching it, and I said, "All right, they're they're San Jose. Wow, going back to the whole one three one thing again." Well, the Abs, you know, the Abs went to the intermission and, and cut that up with no problem last uh, two nights ago. I expect uh, nothing different tonight. And the Abs just kind of came out and seemed like they just kept beating their head against the same brick wall uh aj i want to move into a couple more specifics about this game anything else to say about the game uh in general as far as the abs not just really not responding the way we thought they would uh no let's dive in so i want to talk uh about a couple individual players um and the first one i want to talk about is nikita zadorov really uh has really ramped up his physicality, which is a crazy thing to say about Nikita Zadorov. But is the way that he is, I don't necessarily know if I want to say interacting, um, but with the hurt he's putting on Evander Kane, what does that do for a team that coming into this series, you know, we said, hey, they're going to have a hard time with the size and the grind it out, and you worry that San Jose is going to be able to take advantage of that. What is Zadorov really ramping up that physicality and, and honestly kind of taking it to one of San Jose's uh, best offensive players? Does that kind of reset the tone for the Avs as, hey, you know, we're not just going to back down? Or do you not really look into it much and that's just Z being Z? Uh, I mean, for one, uh, it's Z, B, and Z. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always going to be Z, B, and Z, when he's, especially when he's playing well, right? Right. But it's definitely something that is definitely what they need. Yeah. Um, they, they absolutely have to have some, some kind of element in that game. You know, I tend to think that the, oh, the abs get beat up and they get pushed around and they get bullied. And I tend to think that that gets overrated a little bit. Like I, I think that, a game like last night, you know, they, they were the more physical team and it didn't do them any good. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, where it comes down to what, what 
in in the modern game right now is is you gotta you gotta be able to score goals. You gotta be able to make plays. Yeah. And and execute. And I don't think there there's a big intimidation factor like there used to be. Um and I and I don't think that the Avs really have a problem. I mean, they have a guy like Nikita Zadorov back there who's apparently decided to make it his personal mission to make Evander Kane the pet <laughs> of all pets in his in, in, in the Nikita Zadorov menagerie that I've decided he created. Well, and how cute year. was it when Michael Haley came up and tried to fight him? Yeah, and Z was like, I'm not taking five yeah, minutes for you. Right, and, and I thought that was a great maturity thing from Z, uh, where he could have easily taken Michael Haley and just pounded his face in. Uh, and it would have been like, for what? Right. Exactly. Great. Now Michael Haley's off the ice, and now right. you're yeah. Off so the I ice. thought that was I thought that was really nice uh, um, game awareness, uh, maturity from Z that that he recognized. Yeah. Hey, this Definitely. is you know this is a fourth line Scrobo. I'm a lot more valuable than him. Him. Uh, yeah, and we've definitely seen Z has been very prone to somebody wants to fight, and he's like, all right, I'm big. I could beat people right. up. Let's do this. And and so, like I said, I, I agree with you in that I think uh, a lot of the time the size thing gets uh, gets overblown, and people make make too much out of it. So I just wanted to get uh, get your take. That was why I, I wanted to ask you is, hey, you know, I, I feel like maybe it's a bit – the abs don't get enough credit. They do have some nice size on the team. Um, does that make a difference? Was curious on your uh, on your take on that. Uh, last thing I want to talk about that was that was kind of s- specific to this game. Jared Bednar last night really not happy uh, with the team's performance. What have you thought of Jared Bednar's performance in this series? And uh, do you think there was something different he could have different adjustment he could have made, or did the players just not have the legs to buy in last night? Uh, I don't, I, I don't have any issue uh, with what Bednar has done. We, we've seen it, right? Like we have, we have seen exactly what the series is going to be about. It's going to come down to who wins the battle of the mm-hmm. styles. Um, you know, Pete DeBoer is coaching his team to do one style, and Jared Bednar. Yeah. And Jared Bednar is is coaching the Avs to do the is coaching the Avs to play mm-hmm. a different style, and whichever team executes is going to be the one that makes the coach look right. good, right? You know, and and isn't that true? Of just basic <laughs> coaching anyway, because because I strongly I don't have any major lineup concerns. I don't I don't feel like there are any major missteps being made in terms of the lineup. Uh, you know, the people who are all over my mentions after every loss about tweaking the lineup. It's like, guys, like this is the lineup by and large that got them here. Um, you know, you want to, and I have no doubt we're going to talk about him. You want to talk about Eric Johnson and there's all kinds of walls. Should Patrick Nemeth be playing in his place? And the answer is, I mean, it's absolutely not. I mean, it's flat out unequivocally. Mm-hmm. No. And it's, it's not, that's not the way the world works. It's just not how it works. And to bench, unless unless Eric Johnson's hurt, and you know he hasn't been hurt all year, so the fact that he would be he would be hiding some sort of an injury right now, I could totally believe, especially given the mistakes that that are being made. Right. But 
I don't I don't think Jared Bednar's being out coached. I don't have a major issue with the lineup. I think his usage has been defensible and has made sense. You know, we've seen all this, all this, oh well, he falls in love with certain guys is garbage to me. Uh, because he's for the most part playing a lineup uh based on how well mm-hmm. they're playing. You know? Uh Carl Soderberg hasn't been hasn't been very good in, in the playoffs. Did not play very much at even strength last night. Um Eric Johnson had ten minutes of even strength time yeah. last night. You know, E. Cole only had uh, I think thirteen minutes at even strength last night. So you're you're talking like the traditional pitfalls of coaches is that they extend long leashes to veterans that they trust, and they've dropped two twenty year olds into the middle of this, and both of those guys uh, are getting ice time, like legitimate ice time. Kale McCarr had more ice time than Eric mm-hmm. Johnson did last night, you know, and Tyson Berry destroyed all yeah. of them, and Nikita Zadorov with his eleven hits was second in ice time on the defense. And so where I think where I think where we're talking about when we're talking about coaching and we're talking about the adjustments and we're talking about you know the things that we can can comfortably judge coaches on you know usage and uh lineup construction stuff like that uh I really don't have any complaints about what what Bedner has done uh every decision that he's made has been defensible um the the idea that they're gonna pull Kamenev off the shelf one day after he gets you know he gets cleared for full contact you know and he hasn't he hasn't played a game since what like mm-hmm. November um maybe early December yeah it was early December it was the Tampa Bay game where he got hurt yeah like it's 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 an it's almost an insane thing to to suggest right. you know and the idea that Nemeth would come in for a healthy Eric Johnson is similar like it's it's just it's just not it's not the way the world works you know like it's it's just not the world that you live in where coaches do that to guys like that you know guys who have been leaders guys you know and and just because a guy has a letter on on his chest doesn't mean he's he has to be perfect he's allowed to have a bad day it sucks when it happens but i mean look at landis last night Landis has been a fantastic captain for this group, and he had a he had a poor game last night. He had a really poor game. That doesn't mean he's a bad captain or anything like that. And I've I've seen a lot of that out there, and it's like, right. whoa, let's chill. Like they played Colorado's best players got thoroughly outplayed by San Jose last night, and that's what that comes down to. Well, we're gonna take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, you started talking about it a little bit. We are going to shift our focus uh, very quickly. Just to the defense and and what's been going on back there and uh, some of the play we've seen from these younger guys is just uh, breathtaking. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, 
but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley uh, hanging out talking Avs Sharks game three. AJ, you started touching on it uh, a little bit at the end of that last segment when you were talking about Eric Johnson and and his struggles. Well, I guess I guess let's start let's start the segment uh, with that. Eric Johnson specifically. What is going on, man? Um, there almost has to be an injury, right? Uh, I mean, I look like that's that's what we do, right? Like we we look at a guy who's playing way below his level, and we just automatically assume this guy's hurt. Well, it's and and here's why I say that. Here's why I say that because Eric Johnson, you know, as much crap as as people like to give him, and 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 uh, you know, oh, this former first round pick, and this, that, and the other. He he's been rock solid for the Avs the last couple of years, and it's he's playing so far below his ordinary level right now that that's why you have to question it. Is, no, I mean, it's I'm not saying it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that Eric Johnson, I mean, we we thought Eric Johnson missed the playoff run last year and we thought we're going to get like a turbo version of this dude. Uh-huh. Because he's going to be so amped up to to play in the postseason. He's worked so hard and he's given so much of himself to this organization. Right, that we were going to get like a the special version of Eric Johnson that we've been waiting to see for a long, long time, and it just hasn't happened. It honest to God, it just hasn't happened. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's not all bad. Like, it's not. You know, I think I gave him an F last night, and then I even put <clears throat> I even put in there. And I think that was a little harsh from me. Um, but I even put in there that he was fantastic on the penalty kill. And he's been fantastic on the penalty kill in this entire series. Mm-hmm. The only time that I have a complaint on anything he did on the PK was the Burns goal in game two with 10 seconds to go. And that game and that goal was utterly meaningless. And so my feelings on it were pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, he has been awesome on the penalty kill and it's really really weird that he's been as good as he has been on the pk and as bad as he has been at even strength Mm -hmm. and even then like the shot metrics aren't the shot the shot metrics aren't terrible it's not like he's getting caved in right Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's it's not good enough. You don't need to see the shot metrics to know that what Eric Johnson is providing is not good enough. It's not going to be good enough for the abs. It sure isn't going to be good enough for him. Now let's shift our focus a little bit broader. And I want to talk about the D pairings, but I only want to talk about two of them for right this second. Uh, Ian Cole and Eric Johnson have become, I don't necessarily know if you want to call it your third pairing in the season C- series. Jeez. 
and and Nikita Zadorov and Tyson Berry are your other. What have you thought of those two uh, those two pairings as a whole? How they've worked together now that they've been together for eh, roughly two games. Uh, well, I mean Zadorov and Berry's their their top pairing, and they've deserved mm-hmm. it. They've been their best pairing in the playoffs. Uh, they were the best pairing down the stretch. They've they've been very very good. Um, a little less good last night overall. Uh, Barry was not at the top of his game. He was very much in uh, fumble the puck around and kind of stumble over his own feet a little bit mode. Uh, but you know sometimes it's going to happen. You're it's it's very obvious when a guy is just a little bit off his game because you see him play that yeah. way. Where you're just like, it's just not quite there for mm-hmm. him. Um, especially a guy that, that's as active and as is involved in everything as Barry right. is. Um, Zadorov, we talked about. Um, I'd like to see Zadorov be a little better offensively, but you know, I'm I'm gonna say that nine games out of ten, where I I just I just think he has more ability, raw ability than we've really seen from mm-hmm. him. And I'm I'm just such a believer in the guy's talent, so I'm always going to really feel that way. Um, but doing the job he's being asked to do, I think he's killing it. That the that third pairing, the the Cole and EJ one, uh, they were really really good against Calgary. Indiv- uh, well, I think Cole was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Cole was really like he was a really understated linchpin in the defense being as effective as they were. And in this series, he's been a total roller coaster on any given shift. He's, he can throw a lazy puck out in front of the net where you're like, Oh, what is going on? And then, you know, the penalties are obviously a consistent problem with him. And then on any other given shift, he'll dominate. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, well, yeah, like I, it's so up and down with Ian Cole right now. Uh, The sharks are, the Sharks are the kind of matchup that can either bring out the best in him or expose the worst because they want to get physical. They want to play in the corners. They want to play in Keen, Ian Cole's kitchen. And how he responds to that is a big, big factor in how the series is going to turn out. You know, him next to EJ right now when they're not, when he's not playing very well and Cole was so up and down. It's a bit of a roller coaster, but they're both veteran guys, and you just you just have to trust that they're going to get it together. You just do. I mean they've they've been so good in their in their careers as as quality like NHLers that you just have to believe that this is an anomaly, right? That this is a small sample, and that it's just a tough stretch for them, and that they're going to turn it around. You just you just can't do much else than that with guys like that. Uh, all right, I want to talk uh, about that uh, that third pairing uh, that that everyone is excited about, um, which is now their right, second yeah, pairing. Yeah, which and 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 the biggest. <laughs> uh, well, let's just talk about it. Kale McCarr, uh, Sam Girard. I know we touched on 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 the pairing briefly the other day, uh, but Jared Bednar kind of doubled down on it, saying, "Hey, look." I wouldn't be putting them together, wouldn't be playing them at the minutes uh, that they are had they not earned it. What can you say about these two uh, 20-year-old kids that have been 
I don't want to say their best pairing because Barry and Zadorov have been the Avs' best pairing, in my opinion. But, man, have, have yeah, these agreed. kids looked really, really good together. Uh, they're really generating a lot, and they're not, you know, they're not getting run over offensively either. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, dude, they're, they're, they're straight producers. I want to talk, uh, we know what the pair is doing. We're aware of Sam Gerrard. We've been talking about him all year. This kid's been playing, uh, you know, top pairing minutes. So this is nothing new from Sam Gerrard. We, we knew the kid was a stud. Just how impressed are you with what Kale McCarr has done? I mean, it seems like everywhere you look, the you know there, there's other media outlets, there's scouts, there's you know there's national media outlets, uh, there's national media personalities that are all just saying, "Holy smokes, are you catching what Kale McCarr is doing for Colorado?" Uh, you know, I think we expected him to jump in and, and make an impact, and that was why they did it. I don't know if any of us expected this. It would have been really unfair for us to expect. Right, that's this. that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's come in and he's been so special right away that that you sit there and and I think it's safe to say that that this has wildly exceeded anyone's expectations of what he could bring to a lineup for the playoffs. Yeah, his the 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 quality. I mean, just like the, the quality of play from him. Uh, there's no. There's no reason to believe he is not going to be an elite defense right in the NHL. He's already been, he's already, I mean, here's six games into his career. Um, and I just saw a thing this morning that he's second in uh points per 60 in among defensemen in the playoffs, which is hilarious. Because yeah. that's the totality of his <laughs> NHL career. He's he's really good. Uh, and you know we all do about the offense, and we were all like, we were all good with it, right? Like we were like, okay, he's gonna produce. He's gonna be a guy that comes in, and I said, hey, next year, uh, 30, 30 points, I'm I'm good with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still <laughs> the guy's special. The guy is just freaking special. And he's he's going to dominate someday in the NHL. And I think that someday, I don't know that it's gonna to be two years from now. Yeah. Like I, I'm saying I don't I don't think it's gonna take that long. Uh this is this is his performance has significantly upped my expectations of him. Significantly. I think I think he is the front runner for the Calder next year, regardless of Jack Hughes coming in. And and, and right. Capo Cacao. I I just I there are not enough superlatives out there for how I feel about Kale McCarr's play. He's been fantastic. Uh his ability to to control the game, to not be overwhelmed by the speed of it, all of it. It's it's so impressive. It's you see guys struggle with that stuff mm-hmm. all the time. You know, remember how much hope we had for Chris Bigra? And he got into the NHL, and the speed yeah. just overwhelmed him. The decision-making and everything, how fast you have to play and be able to do everything in the NHL, he just couldn't quite get his game to that level. And it's it was so disappointing. 
and then you see Kale McCarr and you expect, okay, he's he's jumping from college hockey into the NHL immediately. And it he nothing's changed. Right. <laughs> like nothing has changed. And Sam Gerard continues to be Sam Gerard, a guy that we we've gotten very comfortable with. He's he's really solid. Sometimes he's downright excellent. Uh, some aspects of his game are mm-hmm. a little iffier. But really, overall, like, dope. And I I just, that pairing, <laughs> it's just fun to watch, man. It's it's everything that, that teams are trying to turn the modern game into. You know, with all the drafting of all the smaller defensemen, this is, this is what teams are hoping that they can get. And this is why teams are using all these top 10 picks on guys like this. And they're both here. Colorado's not sitting around hoping and waiting anymore. They're both here. And they're both doing they're both doing work. That pairing is so much of everything that I like about the sport of hockey in mm-hmm. today's game. You know, two good kids uh just out there having fun and with with unbelievable talent just putting on a show. Well, there you go. Let's it. take one last quick break. When we come back, we will give uh, what we think are our keys to the Avs evening this series up tomorrow night at Pepsi Center BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, We have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at moesdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Moe's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend Moe's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue third and final segment here bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage jesse montano aj hayfley uh we've wrapped up game three for the abs wasn't the performance you wanted uh we're still getting good play out of out of some individuals we didn't even touch on that Nathan McKinnon shot and how ridiculous it was. Um, that's just kind of become the status quo for him. But he's a special guy having a having a the time of his life right now. He's he is also super duper impressive. Super impressive. Uh putting a lot of the league um on notice again last night. AJ, um game four, the abs, you really, really don't want to have to be going into San Jose. Uh, a, a building where you've had all kinds of problems. Uh, you don't want to go into San Jose trying to fight off elimination. What do the Avs do uh, to to push back here against San Jose 
tomorrow night and uh, and 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 do their best to take an even series back uh, back out on the road. Uh, well, they've got to they've got to have they they've got to jump on them early in the first period. They've got to punch them in the mouth, and then they have to kick them in the face, ah. and then they have to step on the throat, and then they have to finish the job. There you go, just like that. Yeah, just just like that. You ever see American History X? It's got to be kind of a little bit like that, <laughs> although maybe a little less on the racist side because that was awful. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, basically, what we're saying is, hey, use your speed, go over top of that one three one, and just just kind of more of the same from from game two, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, there were how they played how they played in the second and third periods. Uh, last night would have been fine outside of the obvious turnover issues. Right. They just had, they have to play as a five man unit. There was too much individual play last night. They've got to be who they're going to be. Yeah. Like they've got to, they've got to figure it out. Uh, play together, play as a group. They do that. They can take this team. They can absolutely take the sharks. I was not a believer in that until they got into this series. They can take these guys. Mm-hmm. It would also help if Martin Jones would just chill out, man. <laughs> they uh, he hasn't been exceptional, but he's been just good enough, and that is. Well, uh, he he's been he's been just good enough, and they aren't getting the same number of pucks uh, on net that they did for you know someone like Mike Smith, where yeah, well yeah, and we saw them put up you know fifty plus shots on goal in two games and right in two games in that series. And it was like, Uh like that may have been an unfair expectation, but certainly 35 is what you need to be doing. Right. You can't, you can't not, if you put up less than 35 on Martin Jones, you're doing a big favor. Uh Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you absolutely are AJ, uh, short segment here. Uh, I apologize to, uh, to listeners, but like I said, just not a whole, uh, whole, I said at the very beginning, just not a whole lot to add on this game. Any kind of, Final yeah. thoughts for us, whether it be on last night's game, um, you know, maybe any individuals uh, or or looking ahead to tomorrow. Any last things that you're kind of wanting to get off your chest before uh, before we close out for today? You know, I just let's let's remember like this is fun <laughs> and that we did not expect that the abs were ever going to be here in the first place. Uh, you know, so much so much anger after every loss, and I just. I just want to give everybody a hug and be like, guys, like, <laughs> like the, this has exceeded expectations in such a way already. And I'm not saying that we always have to sit around and be like, well, we're just happy to be here, uh, guys. Yeah. But like some perspective here. Well, and not only some perspective, but. And like San Jose is also really, really good. Like, can we, can we acknowledge that? I understand that some abs fans were like, dying to take on the sharks because all oh, they're old and they're broken and they're slow and their goaltender sucks. And they talked themselves after a dominant first round against Calgary, they talked themselves into San Jose is going to be a cakewalk. Well, we're going to crush them. Well, now you, now, now you get to see, uh, this is exactly why San Jose was a bad matchup for them or a, a tough matchup, not mm-hmm. bad, but tough. And, that's a really good team. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta respect like that's like Logan Couture is a really good player. And we saw that in a big way last night. So 
you know, just respect, respect a little bit of respect for the opponent. And remember, the Avs aren't the only team on the ice. They aren't dictating 100% of what happens in the game. Right. And and it's uh, my my whole thing with, with not the whole like, oh, just happy to be here. But you have to understand there are ups and downs. And, and it is just funny to, you know, because you see people who they get so angry after losses. And it's like, yeah. Losses happen. That happens. It's, you know, yeah. it's if you're expecting the abs to go 16 and 0 in the playoffs and you're angry otherwise, well, you're going to be angry a lot of the time. You know? And that's not the point of this. Right, to be angry? Yeah, no, yeah. definitely not. Like you you're not you're not following a sports team because you want to be mm-hmm. mad. Preach. There's a million good reasons to be dedicated and invested in a sports team, but being upset all the time, like let's let's all just kumbaya our way through this one together. We got this, fam. We're we're gonna be all right. It's all good. This is fun. This is enjoyable. However long it lasts, I mean, this we may not even be. You know, we might not even be within a month of this being right. done. You know, we might be four days from it being done. We don't yeah. know. You know, let's just one day at a time. One day, if there's ever one one time of year where we should all be one day at a time in our lives, it's NHL playoffs. There you go. I think it's a good note to leave uh, leave today's show on. So for Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much for listening.